Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung football podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will talk about the week 17 that was, and I guess take a peek into week 18. Not a whole lot going on there as far as fantasy goes, hopefully. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about it. Again, we've said this a million times. If your fantasy playoffs go into week 18, get out. Although, this particular season might be a little bit different. Kevin, how you doing? Doing all right, buddy. Been a hectic week for a variety of reasons. So uh, here we are this evening doing our thing. No Thursday night game to speak of. So uh, no football to watch while we do it. Yeah, I'm not. I usually have my iPad up here yeah. with the game on. I got my phone going, but it's sort of, well, it's sort of lonely here doing it. Yeah, this, way. this side of my face usually looks like you can see all kinds of lights on it as the screen is is changing over here. Excited the TV over to the left, but not tonight. Just yeah. darkness. Well, first things first. Um, obviously, everyone uh, and their mother is talking about Demar Hamlin and the uh, Buffalo Bill Cincinnati Bengals game. It is on every news outlet, sports or not, in America. So, with everyone discussing it, radio, TV, there's really not a whole lot that you and I can add to that particular situation. I'm going to keep Hamlin in my prayers, just like I keep anyone dying from cancer or a car crash or whatever else in my prayers. Uh, seems to be doing fine, which is great, getting a lot better. Um, but we're going to move on and talk about some football stuff. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. Awesome. Now, one thing we can discuss um, that is obviously an impact from um, the Monday night game being canceled is what is the NFL going to do? Uh, and there, you, you mentioned this before the show. A lot of folks are saying, well, there's not a lot of options. False. I disagree. No, no, no. I, there are quite a few. Uh, one of them, obviously, is just not play the game at all. And just go playoff seating by, you know, winning percentage and whatever. That's well, already know they're not playing the game. So it's anything past there now. Sure. Now, they're not playing the game this week. No, they're not correct. playing it. It's done. Gone. Officially voted out. They've That came out this afternoon. They officially, the game is over. Done. Not going to, under no circumstances, is this game going to be made up. Gotcha. I had not seen that as of the beginning of this show. Um, but still, uh, there no, are a ton things. of options. Right. Especially because they have that bye week before the Super Bowl really opens things up for scheduling um, issues. Like, I, you know, if they wanted to, to – if – just for example, if they wanted to play the game and they plan to, one thing I heard was they, they could do that – Next week, called a week 19, give everyone else a buy. Now, the Bills and Bengals wouldn't get a buy, but then start the playoffs and run them right up into the Super Bowl without that second bye week. Or the NFC could do their playoffs as is because they're not affected. They would still get the bye week before the Super Bowl, and the AFC just wouldn't have that, that option. Those the are first, just two yeah. if they had planned on playing the game. The first one of there I would buy because there's really no competitive advantage for either conference then. Whereas one team getting two weeks for the Super Bowl to heal up, the other team doesn't. That'd be sort of messed up. Right. Um, everybody get their buy at the beginning, except Bengals, Bills, yes. But as awful as this situation was, 
They're getting a bye this week. It just happened. They played for what nine minutes. Uh not you know, not they played a little, but essentially they're sure. having a two weeks off because they didn't really get to play. The reason right. sucked, but essentially they're getting a bye week now instead of in two weeks. That was the plan that by far made the most sense. But if we've learned anything in the world, things that make sense rarely happen. Very true. So if you had to guess, how would you see this thing playing out? So I would not be surprised. The thing I'm seeing most now is there's this big push internally to make it so the seeds don't even really matter for the buy at an eighth team to each. Guess who gets screwed the most out of that? Tell me, Kevin. Your Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Who, again, nothing to do with any of this. Not that really right. anybody did. It just happened. But because to make it equitable for both conferences, if they add an eighth, so they don't even have to worry about anybody getting a buy in the AFC, they would have to add an eighth to the NFC so that no one team has an advantage for the entirety of the playoffs. In which case, your Philadelphia Eagles don't get a week to rest up. But I, I feel like that would be a tough sell because they're changing the rules of the playoffs. Not it's well, not changing just a schedule, anyway. but they're changing. It will be a scheduling deal. But oh, this no, is no, changing. No, this is no. changing the the playoff. The, no, whole, the whole prayers of the playoffs is screwed now because now what what they were saying today, the other leading candidate was. If everything works out, the teams win the games they should this weekend, and the Chiefs end up with the one by winning percentage. You've not seen what they're going to do. They're going to give them the option as the one seed. You can either have the bye or you lose home field advantage if you make it to the conference championship game against either Buffalo or Cincinnati. You have to pick. Talk about changing things. I don't like any of this. None of it. Or there's this other one, leave everything just how it is. But if any combination of the two of those three teams make the AFC championship game, automatically we'll play it in Detroit. We'll play it in Minnesota. Any dome stadium where there's no home field advantage. Again, that's a drastic change. You talk about it every week more than anybody. You bring it up to me and remind me so often the splits of teams home, away, Players home away. Jared Goff, buddy. If he's playing at home, yeah. put him in your lineup. Or, or even home neutral. You know, so these are there. There's no good solution. There's nothing that's going to come out of this competition meeting. It should be hopefully ending soon. That's not going to be a drastic wrench compared to what it, what we would normally expect. If they play in Detroit, that's basically home field advantage for the Bills, isn't it? That'd be their third game of the season. It'd be man. huge because they travel so well anyway. And that, that's another thing that they talk about. I, I read today. What? How are we going to make ticket sales equitable? How about all the people that, like a guy I saw on Twitter today, was, um, he already has his voucher thing through you know, the online voucher for if they make the AFC championship. He's already got his four tickets. All he has to do then is pay for them. He's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Is this going to be, is this going to be honored in? In Minneapolis, if they play there, what part of the country, you know, and that's another thing about the game being canceled. Are they, is the NFL refunding all the people that saw nine minutes of football? We're talking about millions upon millions of dollars here. Um, and again, this all matters because the world does go on, and, and this matters. I mean, to some of those people, we're talking about four tickets 
first section, they might might have spent six thousand dollars on those tickets. No matter what, what, what we should do is sit down and figure out which decision makes the NFL the most money. Because I have, I mean, that's the route they're going to take. Right. Unfortunately, I saw you were going to say the one that makes the most sense because that's the one we can just go ahead and throw out into the garbage can real quick because we yes, they won't the do that. The one that makes the most money, and I. You, it pains me to say that. I certainly don't like that. It's a business, business. my friend. Cash Honestly, that's king. what it is. 32 owners, one guy that serves the owners, and a whole mess of employees and players, coaches, equipment, concessions, yep. ticket sales, you name it. It is a multi-billion dollar business, maybe the most foolproof business in in this country. And again, when they say jump, Everybody says how high. I don't care what anybody says. That's the way it works. Have you seen another business that can do literally whatever they want and everyone comes crawling back no matter what? They have to. We discussed before the show, if if you say no to the NFL, when your contract runs out, whether it's the end of this year, whether it's in five years, bye-bye. No more. We remember what you did back in 2023. Bye-bye. There goes your millions or billions in revenue. We're out. And here's the other thing we, we talked about for him. I said how when they say jump, people say how high. It's the absolute truth. Part of the thing with the NFL, all these teams have these lead, these agreements with these stadiums that if your team makes the playoffs, that stadium must, no matter what else you have scheduled, it, it will be canceled if we your oh, team yeah. needs this stadium. So yeah. to pretend like they couldn't move stuff around and tell the stadium, I don't care if you have a Christina Aguilera concert yeah. first week of February. Guess what? You don't anymore I because know. you have a football game coming in. And they'll bitch about it a little bit. There it is. But then they'll say, yes, sir. Yes, God, Goodell. Right. God, Goodell. So, yes, absolutely. Who would you rather cross, um, Goodell in the NFL or the Clintons? Oh, sweet God, get Goodell. Goodell just going to make your life miserable. Hillary will just have you wiped out. And, and she'll giggle about it like you're doing right now. Oh, I mean, man, that, what that's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. One, you at least get to live. You might have to find a new career, but at least you're alive. You, you messed with Hillary. I'm little, getting a little nervous right here just saying this. If it gets around to the wrong people, then next day, if you, if you hear about me running off the side of the road tomorrow, you're going to know exactly why. Yeah. I promise I love my life. But of course, right, once we do on that, that happens, everything that involves your life, you got to quit it for two weeks because there's no way you could go on. All right, sir. Well, so Let's what do you ahead. think you're going to do? I'd have to look at the numbers, honestly. Whatever brings in the biggest amount of cash, my friend. All these, all these owners and Goodell and everybody at the NFL, they, they must have the, a cream tattoo somewhere on their body. Cash rules everything around me because that's it, man. That's all they care about. I would say the one that's going to make the most money is simply add an extra playoff team. Oh, you know what? Yep, because that adds an extra game. 100%. You're right. That'll be it. Two extra games on TV, all the advertising, all the ticket sales from two stadiums, everything else that's involved. On top of it all, it screws me. So that's got to be it. That, that, that's it. You're right. The one team that gets screwed there truly is the Eagles. Awesome. All right. Well, let's talk about this uh, Dallas-Tennessee game um, that going into the fourth quarter, buddy, uh, it was 17-13. to 13. So this was close. The Titans, um, they had a shot. They were there. And keep in mind, this was the Josh Dobbs-led Tennessee Titans 
with no Derrick Henry. Uh, obviously, they didn't really have anyone worth starting. Maybe you snuck Traylon Burks in there. They got you double digits in a in a full PPR, but that's it. Nobody started Robert Woods, who scored. Uh, Dak, he was fine, 282 and two. Uh, the leading rusher, obviously, we knew it was going to be Malik Davis, but our boy, Zeke Elliott, does it again, finds the end zone, only 37 yards, but he found a way to score. Uh, Dalton Schultz scored twice. Nine straight now? I think so. I think so. Dalton Schultz scored twice, and CeeDee Lamb got 100 yards receiving on 11 catches. Yeah, so he scored a nine straight and 10 10 of 15 games for the season. And we'll see about about this coming week because they're going to play their boys. Yeah. Because they, they want to win this game. All of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they definitely want to win it. They, I mean, they still have an outside chance of the number one seed. They need to yeah. win. Niners need to lose. Eagles need to lose. But, man, if we've seen anything the last couple of weeks that anything's possible, this game, for example, Niners almost lose to the Raiders. Gave The best defense in the league gives up 34 to the Stidham-led Raiders. Eagles have lost two in a row. And anybody who says that Jalen Hurts – doesn't isn't the 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 engine of that offense and that anybody could jump in and do that wrong. Yep. Minshew's and, and, playing decent, but they're not winning. And we thought they were going to be fine. Both of us thought well, we Minshew did. was going to be fine. We were wrong. And he actually hasn't done bad, but the defense has fallen apart. It's it's honestly it's a little thing. Yes, the defense has not done well, but Minshew is missing a pass here or there yeah, yeah. that could convert a first convert a first down yeah. that hurts makes you know nine times out of ten and that's that's the big issue and we'll talk about that more whenever we get to yeah. the Eagles game but yeah well, well real quick so I don't forget for later I did see a thing too about time possession is different because without hurts and the endless yes. running plays three four five yards that their defense it was on, is on the field like an average like eight minutes more over these last two games and that matters the Eagles had the ball for three plays in the first quarter this past week. Yeah. Three plays. One three and out. And well, that's on that's the defense. It. That's on oh, right, the defense. Right. That's the well, beginning of the game, too. Y- yes and no. It was on the defense for that first drive, but it's on the offense for going three and out right afterwards. Oh well, yeah. So the offense no, I'm with you. I, I agree that, that shouldn't have happened, but still that means you you're giving up a lot of oh, yeah. small plays. You're not giving up chunks. You're just giving up giving up a lot of and third get, down, first downs. As coming from someone who in college I played our defense was phenomenal and our offense was awful i know how tiring it gets to have your offense go three and out three and out three and out you know it's it's tough even if you just go five plays here seven plays here eight plays here those plays add up especially when you're only off the field for a real time of three minutes right and you're back on there and it's not just physical either would you agree you get to a point where you're just like are you kidding me like, I may no, or I may just not put have, my helmet down. Now I'm back out on the field again. I may or may not have said Kevin Reynolds Kevin Reynolds' words to our starting quarterback on numerous occasions in college as we're changing, coming on and off the field. Well, yeah, I, I would. I mean, I can imagine. I just like, can you get a first down, please? Just one. Just one. Just one. Just, just let one. me sit for 15 seconds. Yeah, and a lot of these defenders, like like myself, because obviously defensive players are the best athletes on the field. They're on all the special teams. Punt team, punt return, kickoff, kick return. So you're adding all those plays onto your defensive players as well. The only issue really that the defensive players have, especially corners and safeties, is that they can't catch. It's not even catchable. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. I knew it. You're going to slide it in there. I I can read you like a book. I could just just speak for both of us. I could do the show alone. 
As soon as you pulled out that defensive players are the best it. athletes on the field, you knew it was coming. Hundred percent. Freaking butterfingers. Oh man. Um, you did say that we never know what's going to happen, and you know if the Niners lose and the Eagles lose, Cowboys. The Niners are not losing to the da- to the David Blau led Arizona Cardinals, who just <laughs> lost not. to the Falcons. <laughs> um, plus, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to play. It's James Connors on the injury report. Uh, I, the one thing, the one good thing that came from, well, I guess, technically two good things. Hollywood Brown was six for sixty-one, but Trey McBride, the rookie tight end, the first rookie drafted, I believe, um, and he was he was a number one rookie on most people's boards coming out um, this past year. Seven for seventy-eight and a touchdown. That's what you want to see from your rookie tight end. And then uh, for Atlanta. All you got is Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. He somehow finds a way to score every now and then. But uh, Algier, 20 carries, 83 yards of score, and one catch for 12. But you'll take that for sure. Cordero Patterson did have six catches. He only had 42 yards rushing and touchdown. So why aren't we doing this all the time? Why does he not get more receiving? I know we've we've brought it up before, but. I don't know. We've been saying it forever. I mean, even Russell had a game, nine for 42. You know, almost what? Almost five yards to carry. I don't know. It was Atlanta's looked decent lately. Not good, but decent. Uh, You'll take it with Desmond Ritter as your QB right now. Oh, absolutely. I saw something the other day that that him ranked as the worst of the thirty-two starting quarterbacks right now. I guess. I guess it's hard to put him any higher. We haven't really seen enough to put him any higher. Um, I'll take you over David Blau or Skylar Thompson, who we're going to talk about in a minute. This is one of those games that it's just like. Who cares? Unless you had one with fantasy, like who cares? Did they actually play? I know. Really? This was I a know. game. I know. So, yeah. Uneventful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh the Dolphins lost to the Patriots, man, in what was once a very promising season. Um, it's really going downhill for Miami. Uh, I mentioned Skylar Thompson. Did you did you see much of this game? See him throwing the football? I saw mostly just I mean, from what I saw in red zone, some and they were his, there a lot for whatever reason. Yeah, some of his passes looked like you were throwing to me left-handed in the front yard. I mean, there was just the amount of mustard that he was not able to put yeah. on the ball. It, it was it, even short passes seemed to be in the air for a long time. Uh, Raheem Mostert, not much uh, on the ground rushing, uh, only twenty-nine yards, but they did get him involved in the pass game. Eight catches for sixty-two uh, and a score. Not a big game for Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle, except Tyreek Hill got a rushing touchdown, which helps uh, to save his day. It was interesting because uh, last week you, Mike Jasicki, was your random start of the week, and he only had two catches for 18 yards, but he scored. And again, in tight end land, that is all you need. Mac Jones was average. Ramondre Stevenson has really fallen off the last two weeks in smash spots that you think he's going to do great. He has not come through. Damian Harris is back, and they have a tough matchup this coming week. However, it makes me feel like that's when he's going to blow up because you're like, I don't know if I can start him, so you bench him, and that's when he does something. But uh, rookie Tyquan Thornton found the end zone, as did Jacoby Myers. But I think Jacoby Myers got hurt, if I'm not uh, mistaken, and may or may not play this week. He got hurt on that uh, catch. It was ugly, sort of, how the way he yeah, landed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Really, really weird. Um, 
It almost looked like he even bobbled the ball, but they said he didn't. But he landed like he was planking, except from like 11 feet up in the air and just plank straight down to the ground with the ball underneath of him. And he looked like for a moment he was motionless. I didn't know if he just got the air knocked down or concussion. I don't know. But whatever it was, it uh, yeah, he might not play this week and they need him. Because they need, I think they win and they're in. I believe, correct? If they lose, they they're going to need help. I think so. Yes, I think that's accurate. Yeah, unless they there are a few teams that have their own um, that uh, control their own destiny. Uh, As far as getting, yeah, I think Miami, Green Bay, and is that Eagles? If they obviously in their playoffs, but if they win, they get the number one seed on New England. They got some control there. Oh, I thought you just meant about like getting in to the playoffs. Sure. Because uh, Jags, Tennessee, obviously they win in their end, right. they lose their yeah. out. Uh, um, yeah, of all the scheduling, the only thing that's sort of screwy, they did great with all of it except moving that Green Bay game to the night game. Because if Seattle has already won, Detroit has nothing to play for. If Seattle loses, whoever wins that Green Bay-Detroit game gets the seven seed. And then, of course, there's the chance that they add the eighth. If Seattle wins, then... I'm not There's sure no way Detroit happens. wins that game, is there? There's no way Detroit well, no, I, beats I don't Aaron Rodgers to get to the playoffs. I don't think that at all. I do. I if you had if I had to put my house on it, yeah, I'd pick the Packers hundred times out of hundred. But to sit here and ever say nobody has a chance, especially the way Detroit's been playing, um, I, re- I really want them to have a chance, and I will be rooting for them as hard oh, as possible. So will I. It's just man, Aaron Rodgers. I just there's just no part of me that sees him losing to I the love, Lions. I love it. I used to hate him so much. I find I just couldn't stay. You just so love him because he's a jerk. But now I just love him, and and the fact that after every game he's now told you, told you, it's just so great to see him go in and then maybe win a playoff game so he can just sit there and not even speak at his post games conference. Just sit there like this, just you. smile. That'd uh, be so great. Well, what was not great for me were my Eagles losing to the Saints 20 to 10. Um, this game was ugly for the Eagles offensively and defensively. We just last week on this show at maybe this exact same time talked about how awful Andy Dalton is. Mm-hmm. He had four incompletions yeah. the entire game. Yeah, but he also now, had listen, 4.6 I, points. He didn't exactly light it up. A bunch of five-yard completions. Right. Yeah, but he's still completing the ball. How many completions did he have last week? Or incompletion, yeah, but I think he would what fifty percent. Uh, it's just, it's maddening. Taysom Hill did his weird stuff. He found the end zone, um, but really no one to have. Uh, I guess Jawan Johnson. If if you're yeah. a full point PPR, he got you double digits, but it's nothing exciting. Uh, and the same goes for the Eagles side, except for Devonta Smith nine for one fifteen and AJ Brown four for ninety seven and score, but without a seventy seven, I think it was your touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Then you got nothing out of A.J. Brown. And honestly, it wasn't even a good throw. The The defensive back, the corner that was on him, played the played the play wrong. He overran it. And then A.J. Brown undercut the safety and was off to the, to the races. I will say, once again, Miles Sanders averaging five yards a carry but only gets 12 of them, which is Gardner Minshew was not playing well. He was not hitting his receivers. I don't know why you don't give the ball to Sanders more. No catches either. Uh uh, this game really came down to one play, pick six. You yeah. flip oh, it the other the way, Philly wins seventeen to uh, thirteen. Yep, uh, that pick very six, it was ugly. Oh my goodness six. gracious! You and I, well, you had the dropsies. I could have even caught that and ran it back for a touchdown. It bounced off your pants. Well, that's sell that to my career interceptions uh, 
You know what? Nice. Getting saucy. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. You never even played football, and here I am getting getting fired up. (laughs) The tennis player is telling. Oh, I want to play football. My mom wouldn't let me. Uh, Well, I don't know what to say about that. That sucked. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. Well, the Colts players' mom shouldn't have let them take the field against the Giants because this game was an absolute joke, 38-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing I like most about this game is the Giants are locked into the five seed. So I'm really hoping, despite <laughs> what Brian Dable says, I really hope they do not start their starters. Not that I don't think the Eagles should beat them anyway, uh, but which they did the first time. Would it just be a whole heck of a lot easier to secure that number one seed yeah. and hopefully a bye week? Florio came uh, out today and said that aside from um, Dayball, that there's all kinds of talk coming out of that locker room from execs, coaches, that they're they're going to play their starters for maybe a quarter. That's fine. He's also an idiot, so I'm not sure. I don't know, dude. He's got a real he's got a real shot of winning coach of the year now. That the Eagles. Oh, Dayball, of- yeah, no, not him, Florio. Oh yeah, yes, can't argue that at all. No, Dayball's good, at all. man. I saw I saw a meme and it was like Dable takes in his first year takes uh Daniel Jones and injured Barkley and Walmart cashiers as receivers. And, and the they playoffs. didn't pay them their fifth year options, but now they're saying that there's they not only going to in line for huge contracts, but the Giants plan to keep them both. I you know I like chaos and you know I love the draft and free agency. I am I may be more excited about this offseason, and it doesn't really affect my Eagles too much. But more than any others, because there's going to be QBs on the move and surprise franchise tags. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Honestly, once the playoffs start for our show, there's only going to be so much we can talk about. And I'm going to dip into that free agency stuff. Oh, early. yeah. I, I can't help it. I'm Dante so Adams recruiting Brady oh. to the Raiders. Oh. And but probably going to San Francisco because that's where he's from. I just can't. Oh. Anyway. Uh, for the Colts, obviously 10 points. You got no one uh, except for Michael Pittman because he found the end zone. Uh, and the Giants, Daniel Jones was what? He only had 177 yards through the air, but he was the second highest scoring QB. I think Brady had 37. He had 36. Yeah, Brady was like because Danny Dimes had 91 yards rushing and two scores. Poor Saquon Barkley, even though he averaged almost five yards a carry. Uh, not a good game for him. Uh, and then that's it because Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins. I did they both score last week too? I know. But, um, I think they did. Yeah. yeah but they, uh, yeah. you didn't start. My, here's the question because he's your former boy. How many more seasons can Nick Foles' lucky five game stretch buy him? Because two weeks in a row now, he hasn't he scored negative fantasy points. How, so those five games, what, five, six years ago, how much longer can they buy him? a spot on a team in the NFL. Well, it didn't buy him this week because they're starting Sam Ellinger. I'm talking about seasons. They're not necessarily <laughs> I games. Just, I mean, negative 1.5 this week. Actually, might have been up. No, negative 1.3 last week. He was actually worse this week. How can you go from negative 1.3 and then do worse the next week? Now, if I'm not mistaken, Foles was not on a team to start the year. I don't think he was on the Colts to begin the season. That I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, but no matter what, it's the Foles experiment has to be over. It has to be. I mean, he's been on how many teams? Six? One, five, two, six. three, four, five, six, 
Se- oh no, shit! I'm- oh, there it went. Here we go. There, well, there's two. Uh, full player page. Let me look here real quick. Now. You check it out. Uh, you check it out. Why I, I go ahead and start this Panthers Bucks game. Bucks. The Bucks won thirty to twenty four. Uh, I think that won them the NFC South, if I'm not mistaken. But how it about did. Sam Darnold? 341 through the air and three touchdowns. I'm watching this game. And and oh, hold on. Deontay Foreman, nothing. DJ Moore, my man, winning me bets. Six for 117 and a touchdown. Uh, and that's it because you didn't nobody knew Shy Smith or Tommy Trumbull. But here's my deal. I'm watching this game and I'm watching Sam Darnold. And it was a random play where he just scrambles eight yards for a first down or something like that. And I thought, you know what? This son of a gun is going to do just enough to be a starter again yep. next year. Because you know, he was, what, second overall pick his year? Was he, he was first or second overall pick his draft year. I think he was first, wasn't he? Uh, maybe. And obviously ups and downs, ups and downs. And then it's like, all right, well, no one wants Darnold. Well, he must have done just enough for the Panthers to think they could do something with him. They get him. He fails miserably. He is doing just enough to end this season to trick someone. Again, I, I kind of love it because these NFL coaches are idiots, and they're so dumb. And they're, someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember him. We had him graded high coming out in the draft, and they're going to trade for him or sign him if he's a free agent, and he's going to bomb for them. And it's just going to be great for me. I'm gonna, I, I, I love the car crash. Uh, but Brady, obviously, monster, monster game when they needed it. 432, three touchdowns, all to my boy, Mike Evans. 10 catches, 207 yards, and three scores. Uh, oh, and we forgot Brady had that little one-yard um, QB sneak for a touchdown. And Chris Godwin, 9 for 120, gets overshadowed because Mike Evans blew the doors off of everybody. But uh, nice, nice, solid game by Godwin as well. So are you just saying all that to just rub it in or – um, maybe because I typically root for you, but it's nice that you root against me in all these leagues. No, I'm happy about this because it allowed me to dominate a fantasy league that I, I okay, the Megala Bowl, 20,000 people in the league. Week one, I drop like 190 some points, crush it. Week two, the cutoff to continue onto the last week of the playoffs was 128. I got like 106. I missed it. Well, this week, this past week, even though I'm out of the playoffs, I checked my score. The winner of the Megala Bowl score 203. I had 207. I would have been most likely the champ wow. of, yes, one of the largest what fantasy that leagues paid off? in the world. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if there's a cash prize. I know there's something. I know they give you something. That, it's run by the fantasy footballers. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I, I know you get a spot in their listener league um, the following year, but it just been cool to get the name out there and like, you know, they'd have got me on Twitter and my Twitter is our podcast name. So that would have got us some, nice. uh, some publicity, but uh, a loss was not to be, but I, I say that because I had Mike Evans on the team along with Danny Dimes and uh, Jarek McKinnon. It was, it was a good week, man. Well, as you know, my infinite wisdom two weeks ago at 1230 PM, I took Mike Evans out of week three of the once and done playoffs and put him into week two where he scored 4.4 points as opposed to the 49 he just scored this week. I'm what's yeah. called a winner. So, nonetheless, uh, back to Sam Darnold. He was actually drafted third in the 2018 draft. Nick Foles has played for one, two, three, four, five, six teams. 
Well, six different stints, five teams, if you count two different stints with the Eagles. Yeah, he was with the Eagles twice. Eagles, Rams, Chiefs, back with the Eagles, Bears, Colts. And the most games he's ever played was 2013. He played uh, 13 games. That was that for the Rams? That was the Eagles. Oh, he was. I forgot. Yeah, because he's – yep, yep. I forgot about that little stint in 2013. Yeah, what year did they win the Super Bowl? Uh, it was 2017-2018 season. Okay. Yeah, he started – Because he came in in relief. He played seven games in 2017, five in 2018. Yeah, Wentz was a starter. His overall stats are just atrocious. He's just – Not good. But now he's just a liability. I don't know why you – I don't can't understand why he'd ever be on the field. But uh, I, I digress. Uh, it's all good. The um, Broncos somehow take the Chiefs down to the wire, only lose by three. The Broncos are doing something here. They've scored in the 20s three weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe they even hit the 30s the one week, or maybe it was 28. But uh, regardless, Russell Wilson with two rushing scores, not you know a great real football day, um, at least as a passer, but he did get two scores on the ground. Uh, nobody else. To, to talk about for their team as far as fancy goes. Patty Mahomes, 328 and three plus a pick. Pacheco, first game, he hasn't really looked good with the ball in his hands, but he also found the end zone. And Jarek McKinnon, my guy, uh, five catches, 52 yards, and two touchdowns. I think he has two touchdowns in three or four games this year. One, two, one, one, two. Love it. In the last five games. Dominating. Uh, what's that, eight touchdowns in five games? Um, seven there, and then he scored one way back in week two. Okay, eight, eight for the season. Oh wait, no, I apologize. Sorry, it's one, two. These I just was giving you his receptions for touchdowns. He also in okay. week fifteen had a rushing. So yeah, one, two, two, one, two, plus a ninth touchdown back in week two. His numbers: thirteen, thirty-two, thirty, eleven, and twenty. The last five weeks. What's he gonna do? I th- again, this is a, a you know. For another show, but what's he going to do to the fantasy landscape next year? Who who who's getting drafted first, McKinnon or Pacheco? Because every week somebody we're all he saying, "Well, this can't back. keep up. This can't keep up." Then it just keeps on keeping up. No, they. I mean, the, his one receiving touchdown was a perfectly designed play. No, oh, yeah, um, he was untouched on the one this week. It's great. So Mahomes great. loves him. I know. Yeah, and what someone he he loves but didn't really pay off. Kelsey with seven catches. Unfortunately, I know, I know this one hurts you, buddy. Only 43 yards. You started him in the one. It was a rough week for you and one and done, my friend. He did have one uh, target in the second half, though. That made a lot of sense. And and, and the the tight end did score a touchdown. Like two Bell. of them, actually. Or no, just one of them. It was Blake Bell, yeah. Blake Bell. And he caught it right in front of Kelsey. Right in front of him. He could have just let I, the ball go and it would have landed right in Kelsey's hands. I couldn't stop laughing, I'll be honest. And if not like not laughing at you, just at the situation. Well, at least I got a big week from Dalvin Cook. Uh yeah, we're we're almost there. Uh what you could have gotten a big week on was if you played some Detroit Lions because they destroyed the Bears 41 to 10. Justin Fields had a whopping 75 yards passing. Uh, he did get a touchdown to Cole Komet. He also had 132 yards rushing, but that actually didn't really help him have a good fantasy day. Well, and 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 like unreal. five of us on one play is his longest rush of the year that he actually didn't score on. But we talked about this just last week. 
right about me and two nuts conversation like this guy if he doesn't have one of those plays without that 60 some yard rush he'd had 10 points yeah he he, he relies it's, on it it's tough it, it, and next year again it's going to be interesting to see i know we talked we discussed it briefly last week on the show where he's going to get drafted as far as you know the qb landscape is concerned he might be a top five guy because we're all going to remember those big plays and we're going to forget about those, you know, those stinker games. But for the Lions, Jared Goff, hey, he's at home, 21 of 29, 255, and three with no picks. Jamal Williams, 144 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Swift, 78 yards on the ground, a, a rushing touchdown, plus 39 yards through the air, and a receiving score. And poor Monroe St. Brown, he can't buy a touchdown for nothing, man. He has so many of these what do we say four to four to eight catches and uh 50 to 85 yards yeah. it's just whether or not he scores unfortunately he did not score this time but Brock Wright scored twice so that was yeah that was a, that was a lot of fun yeah. uh, but I think Jamison Williams man he had a 40 yard rush um not a catch he actually didn't have a catch at all but uh he he looks good he looks explosive and I'm, I'm happy that he is coming back from that injury and I feel like the Lions are playing him just enough they're not putting him all the way out there. They don't have to either. No. But they're getting his feet wet, getting him acclimated to the game. And I think next year he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, he had, what, two touches the whole game, right? One, uh, one no, rush I, for the end around for the 40-yard touchdown. He had one – wait, no, no, he had no, one. He, he didn't have any yeah, receptions, correct, one touch. Correct. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah, seeing him get him in a little bit more than that, but – what he's he's touched the ball twice all season and he has two touchdowns. Great. I mean, they they didn't they don't need him. They can just you know take a peek here and there when you're dude, blowing dude, teams out like that. Dude, this is Mike Vrabel stuff here. Seriously, this guy on the season, two touches, two touchdowns, both at least forty yards. <laughs> For those who don't know the Mike Brady like thing, it. he had 12 career catches, 12 touchdowns. <laughs> Every single one was a touchdown from Brady. I don't understand when you were playing the Patriots and Vrabel was coming in as tackle eligible. Throw the farm like, at him, yeah. Cover this double team Vrabel. <laughs> I bet <laughs> at least half of them, there wasn't anybody within five yards. He's just hanging out. And Brady put the ball right here. He got it like a foot above his head every time. So you get those giant mitts on it and didn't have to worry about pinning it against his chest. Forget Gronkowski. Forget Randy <laughs> Moss. Cover Mike Vrabel. Dude, it might be the craziest stat in the history of the NFL. 12 career a, receptions, 12 touchdowns. It's one of the most interesting. Uh, moving on, unless you have anything else to add there. No, the only thing to add there is Detroit. Here we are, buddy. Detroit, Jacksonville, oh, both are still chances to get in. Uh Nothing we, we would be out making on the Jets. happier. We missed out on the Jets, but that's on their own volition. They screwed that quarterback situation up. They, yeah, that, that's on Salah. I don't put it on Zach Wilson. He shouldn't be playing. They know it. They play him anyway. Right. Right. The Browns take down the – man, the Redskins. Ugly I'm game. sorry, the, the Commanders. They're just – I mean, that plane, it was riding high for a little bit, and it is just – it's crashing, dude. Yeah. Deshaun Watson – Three passing touchdowns on only nine completions, uh, 169 yards. But uh, Amari Cooper helped you out with that because he had only three catches, but 
over 100 yards and two scores, and Nick Chubb got you um, 100 yards as well on, on the ground, obviously. And Carson Wentz, boy, when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's real bad. And the problem is he is just not good hardly ever. Zero touchdowns, three picks, on, less than 150 yards. I know he had a rushing score, but no one really The cares. only reason he even had positive points. And think about when Terry McLaurin's on the field, along with Taylor Heineke, the dude was balling. All, the, comes all the, yeah, all receivers were. Two for 25. Makes no sense. I mean, I know part of it is memoirs coming out in like two weeks. There's excerpts coming out. He's saying his brother pushed him to the ground, embarrassed him. He, they're talking now about excommunicating him. So he's got a lot on his mind, but you still got to come up with more than this. The Texans would have liked to come up with more than three points against the Jaguars as well, but that did not happen for them as the Jags spent a lot of blowouts this week, 31 to three. Yeah. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence didn't even have a great game through the air, only 152 <laughs> yards and zero scores plus a pick. Uh, he did only have four incompletions, but ETN on the ground, 100 yards and a touchdown, less than 10 carries, still got 100 yards, 12 yards carry. Jamichael Hasty scored a touchdown. Snoop Connor, the rookie, scored a touchdown. It was just touchdowns to all of the running backs. And they were, were running early, back, dude. That's why Trev had such a piss poor game. He, he didn't. didn't, he didn't they do. were up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. This, yeah, this and that's was why stupid. That's why he who shall not be named came crashing back to earth. He sure um, did. Christian Kirk didn't played. do well. So you know, these guys did, but, but they just barely played. Right, and obviously you scored three points. No one was worth having for. Uh, the Houston Texans. So you got that right. That's ugly. That said, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, eleven guys catch a pass. Yeah, so they didn't do anything with, with the passes, but they, had, no, they, they did not. Passes. It was awful. Everything about it was awful. This team now they're going to get Bryce Young. It doesn't matter if they end up with the one or the two, because obviously the Bears aren't taking Bryce Young. If the Bears get the one, uh, what they'd probably do, they could trade. exactly trade it out. That's the only way. The Texans aren't getting the number, aren't going to get Bryce Young. Man, I can't wait to talk about trade scenarios in the draft. Oh my gosh. Um, in what was, I think, one of the most interesting games uh, was the overtime win by the 49ers over the Raiders, 37 to 34. Brock Purdy, again, 280 and two. Like that's what he does, right? 250 mm -hmm. to 280, two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Christian McCaffrey, 120 yards, touchdown. He's going to be the number one overall pick next year. Again, I think. It'll be, what, three out of the last four years? If he stays with well, the 49ers, yes. There's he a very, very good chance. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, very nice game, nine for 101 and a score. McCaffrey, six catches, 72 yards. If you watch him when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's always open on all these routes. He could, they could give him the ball every single play if they wanted to. Uh, George Kittle, I know you hated this one, uh, but he scored four for 23. It was funny that with that because I don't think that when I, I've watched that play like five times, I don't think that pass was even to him. He slightly overthrew the dude right in front of him. I, I know. Except in this case, he gets to catch. In my case, with Kelsey, the guy in front decides to catch it. Yeah. Uh, and I got a question for you. Let me run through these Raider stats real quick. I got a question for you. Jared Stidham. Uh, 365 and three coming in for Derek Carr, who's now maybe never going to be a Raider again. Yeah, there's no chance now that, yeah, he's, yeah, it's that's over. That whole remove yourself from the team, he's it's over. 
I know. Josh Jacobs, 69 yards on the ground, plus a score to Fonte Adams, seven for 153 and two. Even Darren Waller had a nice game, two, three for 72 and one. But, dude, Devontae was making some catches. Mm-hmm. The touchdown catch, I, I don't know if I would put money on any other receiver in the entire NFL making that catch that he made. I mean, his, I think it was his right toe, just grazed a blade of turf. <laughs> I mean, it was so it was beautiful. He made, a diving, he made a diving catch later in the game. I mean, this dude is so great. Here's my question. Is Jared Stidham the next Jimmy Garoppolo? No. They, they were both drafted by the um, the Patriots. Now, Stidham traded, changed teams, but he's still rolling with Josh McDaniels. He fills in here and there, has a great game. Somebody looks and goes, hey, this is going to be my starting quarterback. I don't think so. Not from one game. He's I, got I just, this week too. He's got this yeah. week too. He does. I. I yeah. They're playing. They're playing the Chiefs, so right? The thing is, one thing with Garoppolo, he had hype from the beginning. Even when he was drafted, because he wanted like a third round pick, he had some hype right from the beginning. Stidham, this is what his sixth year in the league. Never really done. He had a great week, and I'll give him that. And I'm not saying the guy can't start on a team, but I, I can't imagine somebody luring him away with this $24 million a year contract. I, I'd be very, very surprised by that. Um, well, I'll be honest. Uh, if, play, if he could play like that every week, it'd be worth every penny. But Well, $24 million a year is, is like chump change now. Yeah, it could be. But, but when Jimmy G signed that, he was like the third highest rate or paid quarterback in the league. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He was. When oh, he wow. wins, even now, he wins. He still, his career winning percentage is sickening. He just, it's just not the prettiest football. He's pretty, but his football isn't necessarily pretty. Stidham's only been in the league three years. Next year will be his fourth year. I thought, I thought I'd seen that like this was his sixth year and he finally was getting a start. Nice Still, I, even with that, I just, I, there, there's no, there's, you don't see hype about Stidham. You, there was hype about Garoppolo for a year and a half till they finally pulled the trigger on that. Okay. But maybe well, he never, now, and what if Tom say, Brady goes there? He's just back to carrying a clipboard and let's say, Let's say that um, Stidham goes out this week against the Chiefs and throws for 303 touchdowns and a pick. He's going to obviously create some buzz for himself in the offseason. I don't know what his contract situation even is, though. Yeah, that's something we can look, look up later. Up. We have plenty of time um, for that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I think I think it'll definitely raise some eyebrows, but two weeks is, of this is not the same as the buzz that was built around Garoppolo for almost two full seasons. All right. Um, I don't know which team is crashing harder, faster, the commanders or the jets, uh, but the jets lost again to oh, the Seahawks. I know, I know Mike white. He actually did not do well. He, he, he's probably their starter next year. Probably should be. Although this was a down game for him. I, I've seen a lot, a lot of buzz already of, uh, the possible trade scenarios for them to get Derek Carr. Okay, that's fine. But as far as in-house guys, I think yeah. he's the best. Oh, in-house. no doubt. Flacco just needs to go. Yeah. Zach Wilson, did you see what freaking Salah said today? No. He he said straight up in, in a press conference that that Zach Wilson needs some time away from football. <laughs> Not exactly a glowing endorsement from your head. Good coach. for him. Uh, Tyler Conklin, six for 80. You'll take that from the tight end position. Uh, Geno Smith is eh, one, not 200 yards passing, but uh, he did have two touchdowns. Yeah, he had a couple. It's a Jets secondary, 17.9. I think you know what? You're right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely correct. I didn't think about that. Speaking of the Jets secondary, 
Uh, pretty sure our boy Sauce Gardner leads the league in pass deflections, and he it's going to be interesting between him and Aiden Hutchinson, who's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Did you see Aiden deserve. Hutchinson? Uh, what was the thing? Like the first rookie in history, maybe first player in history to have seven at least and a half sacks, seven sacks, and three interceptions. Yeah, and it was something else too. I thought another, it's another him and another ball. other rookie on there that they the first first rookie bookends I think in history yeah, yeah. to have at least seven and a half sacks or seven sacks. Yeah. Um. So that's gonna be interesting because <laughs> they're building a team, dude. We said it in the off season. No. They're building a team, and Camler yeah. put that that thought in my head for the Jags making the playoffs. Boy, we it, it might be fruition here. I love it. I also love Kenneth Walker, my guy, 23 carries, 133 on the ground. He looks no worse for the wear with his um with his ankle injury. He looks yeah, every fine. week they call him questionable, yet he goes out and does this. But he doesn't yeah. score. That's my only concern with him. They just can't seem to get him in the end zone. You know who did score? No, I don't. A bunch of people. Tyler, Tyler Mabry. And I'll be honest, that's a name I'm not sure I've heard. I've heard a lot of names. I'm not sure I've heard Tyler Mabry. I've heard the name, but if you only the name, I if you told me who's he played for, I would have said I. What position? Heard, no idea. Yeah, I wouldn't have known, but I definitely heard the name. Uh, yeah, one like cast. Tyler Mabry. That's a punter's over. name. That's a solid name for a punter, I think. Okay, so Tyler Law, um, Mabry or Tyler? Mabry, Tyler Mabry. So the whole Lockett. name, the name is a whole. Correct. The punter's yes. name. Yeah, because Lockett, I mean, Tyler Lockett, that dude, I don't know how he's playing with broken fingers and he's got uh, something else is wrong with him now. Not now. He only played a handful of plays and left the game. Yeah, but he's, I think he's going to, he's, I think I saw he he practiced this week. Yeah, questionable for this weekend. And they need him because they, they have, if they lose, they're out automatic. It'll be then Detroit or it'll be Green Bay or Detroit. If they win, they need Detroit to win. Because then they'll make it in Detroit and Green Bay will both miss. I think if they win, Detroit's out, regardless. If they lose, the winner of that Detroit Green Green Bay game gets the final slot. A lot of if this then that's yeah. uh, happening. Well said. The your boy Kirk oh, Cousins. Real quick, man. real quick. Yeah. Owners will convene on Friday regarding AFC playoff seating. Okay. Yeah. So we'll they have, have to resolve some controversial aspects of finalizing the plan. Well, we'll have to. We'll post to the page. Yeah, uh, your boy Kirk Cousins, Ooh. awful. Two hundred five a touchdown, but one, two, three picks. Kirk Cousins had as many touchdown passes as Nick Mullins did in this game. And didn't we just last week say, "Don't look now, Kirk Cousins, top seven, top eight quarterback." Oh, Alexander <laughs> Madison led the team in rushing with 38 yards. So Dalvin Cook must – nope, not even second. Just Kirk Cousins had what had to have been a career-high 37 yards rushing. Poor Dalvin Cook, 9 for 27 on the ground and 2 for 17. Talk about a killer to your championship. And right. he did the same thing last year he in sure championship did. week. Um, KJ Osborne scored. If for some reason you had him in your flex, hopefully you had Justin Jefferson on your bench, which obviously you didn't. One catch did. for well, I wasn't playing for anything though in, in right. that league. I was one for 15. But I mentioned this a few weeks ago in that uh Sirius XM host dynasty league. I picked up Jalen Naylor and I like to see him here at the end of the year three for 89 and a score. I like that, makes me feel good. 
It was good. You know, Thielen, get him out of there. Have Jalen Naylor step in. Mm, I'll take it. Not Packers. Aaron Rodgers, come on, dude. He's just. Their stats as a whole were pathetic, except for Aaron Jones. If you look at these stats and didn't see the touchdowns, you'd think this this team scored three points. What did you what or what did I say about Aaron or AJ Dillon last week? He's the king of 39 yards rushing and a touchdown. Yeah. I'm sorry I got it wrong because this week he had 41 yards and a touchdown. It's he is plodding along. 3.4 yards a carry. And I feel like that was generous watching him actually play on the field. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers did get a rushing touchdown, so um that helped him there. And then we just have normal games, and unless you started Tunyon because he's a tight end and he scored a touchdown. Did you see Christian his, Watson though? You see Tunyon's gritty tunnel. He uh, scored, no, and then the rest of the offense went out and did this thing, like like they do at a wedding, like make like the tunnel well, with their okay. hands, and he did the gritty the whole way through it. Uh, well, I saw Jair Alexander who blanketed um, Justin Jefferson do the gritty to Justin Jefferson he did. after an incompletion. But again, that after that, uh, uh, on that, Justin Jefferson had five targets. Two of yeah. them were catchable. I, again, I think so much of it's Cousins. He just can't do well against top-notch talent. He's scared of them. He becomes um, very passive with, with everything he does, and he just ends up sucking. Uh, Christian Watson, only one catch for 11 yards. But if you watch this game, Aaron Rodgers was forcing him Hail Mary type throws. And I, excuse me, I love that. Yeah. They know what he's capable of. He, they know the athleticism and they are trying to I force think, feed him. I think he's going to really take off next year if Rodgers continues Me too. to play. Me too. Uh, the Chargers take down the Rams uh, by 21, 31 to 10. Baker Mayfield, nothing, nothing from anyone, anywhere except. Don't look now. Cam Akers does it again. Now, I did not watch the Rams game last week. You did, so I asked for your feedback. I watched it this week. And Cam Akers, there were a few plays where he he made some people miss and broke some tackles, but there were other times when he wasn't getting touched until he was five, six yards down the field. I don't know how this rinky-dink offensive line is opening up these holes for him. So I'm saying that to say I don't know what to think about him. I don't know if he's back. Um, he's definitely better than he was no matter what, but he he's getting some good blocking from this O-line. Right, which, he is. Well, let man, me throw this at you. I, I don't know how. Do we think that maybe he came back from that torn Achilles just a little too fast and he just didn't oh, have yeah. the burst because he is like taken off like a freaking rocket. Yeah. He looks from the time he touches the ball to the time he's a yard past the line, like he's literally being shot out of a freaking cannon. That yeah, I mean, quick, that fast. I, I really think maybe that's what it was. and. Maybe. And maybe he thought too much of it. Maybe Sean McVay knew he had lost, you know, a little bit of a step there from him, just wasn't playing him. Then they had their miscommunications. But yeah, maybe he got too big for his britches and Sean McVay put him in his place. Was like, fine, maybe. you're not going to play for us. Nobody wants to trade for you. So you're just going to sit the bench and your career's over, dude. And then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, sir. Let me get out here and ball. So this is going to be the same thing with him next year with fantasy. He's yeah. a guy who would have went in the ninth round who now might go in the fourth. Right. Right. He I could see him going anywhere from the third to the seventh round right now. Yeah. Maybe even eighth. I don't know. It just depends on who how the people in your league feel. Uh and then Justin Herbert, only 200 yards passing, but he did throw for two. Austin Eckler absolutely dominated this game. 
And, I mean, in every way, ten, 10 carries, 122 yards, yeah, two rushing 80, scores. 80 of it was on one play. Dude, he was getting chunk gains. I mean, it seemed like every time he touched the ball, he was gaining big-time yards. Mike Williams, dude, this guy's highlight film is as good as anybody's. Seven for 94. Keen Allen only five for 60. That was a, you know, a down game uh, as far as he is concerned. And then Jared Everett, again, he did the whole sucks, but he's a tight end and scored, so you're happy. Yep. Uh, but this Chargers team's interesting. They were really down for a good portion of this year, but here they are in the playoffs. And so here we are, at least in our league, Eckler has quietly taken over the number one running yes. back position. Yes, he, he had has. Two, two huge weeks in a row. And I think I texted you this. I said, who's the number one overall pick next year? Is it McCaffrey or is it Eckler? So Some people are going to pick Eckler. One of those two, or there will be an occasional league where uh, Jefferson goes first, but it'll probably yep. be one of those two guys. Yep. But I would say, uh, say, if, say if JJ gets 10% of leagues, the other 90 goes to these two guys, it'll still be 70 to 20 for McCaffrey just because of the name. Yeah, you're probably right, which is so weird. Uh, people, okay. people just don't we, they don't look at Austin Eckler the way they look at other backs. I don't know if it's because he plays in San Diego. I don't know if it's because he was a what a seventh round draft pick. I don't I don't know what it is, but whatever it was, whatever it is, it'll it'll be skewed that far. He gets it done. He does. Uh, and then and then the final game, the Sunday night game. Uh I'm sorry, Kevin, but the, the Steelers took down your Ravens. Don't see it. That's pathetic. It's 13. an embarrassment. I know. You 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 obviously were not happy. Not a single receiver was worth having for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, Najee Harris, 100 yards rushing plus a receiving score. Uh, so, obviously, if you start Harris, you are happy. And then J.K. Dobbins, of course, 93 yards on the ground when I I don't play him. He does great. I play him. He's terrible. I don't play him, and he does fairly well again. But Mark Andrews at least went nine for 100. That felt good, even though he didn't get the touchdown. His tight end mate, uh, Isaiah, likely did. But how about these receiving uh, totals? Nine catches for Andrews, three for Likely, one for Demarcus Robinson, one for Deshaun Jackson, and that is it. And they well, that part of the problem with Dobbins then is you have to rely on hopefully volume and that he miraculously gets a rushing touchdown because they won't throw to running backs anymore. They just won't. It's not part of the offense at all. This was I, – I, we're getting to a point here that if a change isn't made, I, I might have to look for a new team. I can't take this anymore. This is just – it's not even – it's not – I don't even care about the losing. If you're losing and putting out a decent product, I'll buy it. But how much longer do we have to put up with this shit? See, you got me started again. Get me all fired up. That'll never happen in a million years. I'd go to the Cowboys instantly. But – I can't deal with this Greg Roman crap. I mean, I love it now. Every week I put on my fire, Greg Roman. It's starting to catch with some other people putting it on. <laughs> there, There's nobody defending it anymore. And it's not just Roman now. It's Harbaugh because it's like you're the idiot that keeps him around. Again, the whole second half, I called 90% of the plays. And people in line were starting to write about it. Like, we all know what plays coming every time. How can they, you say if they don't? They won't they're, keep him around this offseason. Their don't fifth double-digit lead lost this season it's hard to do it's almost it's virtually impossible except that you have greg roman as your so once again the, the defense played relatively well and you lose anyway it's i 
I, I, I don't, it's the whole definition of insanity we spoke of before. Do the same thing over, over, over again, expect different results. Well, what's, this is insanity now. It's, there's no end. So again, John Harbaugh is just like Nick Foles. How much longer does your one Super Bowl win keep buying you mediocrity year after year after year? Got me fired up, buddy. I know. I'm 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 sorry. And you know what? More power to the Steelers. They deserve to win that game. 100 percent Better coaching. Not necessarily, I don't even think necessarily better playing. Better coaching, top to bottom. That's what won them that game. You can't. I'm not sure how you can argue that. I don't really have anything to say because everything you said is right. I have nothing to add. I have really nothing to take away. Uh, you're right. Yeah, it's absolutely accurate. Well, if Omar it makes F didn't even have to cheat. There it is. There it is. Um, Kenny Pickett. If it makes you feel any better, because you know he plays for a rival, he's only averaged 11 fantasy points per game. So yeah, he hasn't been a, good, but he has. He isn't exactly being put in position to score a lot of fantasy points. Omar Epps doesn't give two craps about our fantasy lives. He cares about winning. They win ugly. They put him in situations to not lose the game. And they've won, what, what, six out of seven now? Something like that? Uh, you might be right, because they were they were down and out hard for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. yeah. You might yeah. be right. They they were on the verge. Any one win for like the last five loss for the last five weeks, it had been Omar Epps' first ever losing season. Now here they are on the brink of being being the Browns and winning season, and they get they need like two or three other things to happen, but they're in the playoffs. All right, sir. Um, where are we at here? Oh, so looking into this week, real quick before we we give us some starting players, I guess. Uh, if you're playing in the week 18. Well, Here's let's why go over like... that real quick. Why teams yeah. might be, we, we discussed that, why teams might be playing in week 18. That That is, that's exactly what I was going to do. So if we look at the week 18 schedule, we got Chiefs and Raiders, those guys are going to play. Titans, Jaguars, those guys are going to play, right? Especially them because they got to win. Then you have the Browns and Steelers. I'm not sure what, because the Browns are out. So I'm not sure that one matters. No, a whole gonna, lot. They'd love to know that they knocked the Steelers out. They, they would. They would. So that's you're probably getting your guys there. Uh, the Ravens, Bengals, Bengals obviously are going to want to win. Okay. Bills, Patriots, obviously. Bears, Vikings. The Vikings don't have a lot to play for, if I'm not mistaken. Not now they don't know. They could still have. The, they could still get the two seed. Okay. I believe okay. if they win and the 49ers lose. Jets, Dolphins. Nope. Nobody cares. Oh, that's big. Right. Dolphins. Dolphins need to win. They're not going to get in. Oh, you're right. In their mind, you're right. But they might not even beat the Jets. Well, they might not. I'm just saying, but that's a meaningful game. But you know what? I, I'll stop you real quick so you don't have to keep going through them all. I was meaning more why Week 18 might matter in the fantasy. Oh, world. gotcha. So, because, okay. Right. But real quick, here's here's a stint. Bucks, Falcons. Panthers, Saints, Texans, Colts, um, Cardinals, yeah, nothing, Niners. Nothing. Right. The, the Niners, Niners, might only, Niners could still have the number one overall seed. They might only play a half. They might only have to play a half is what I'm saying. That that could be, yes. They might be up 31 to nothing at halftime. But right. they could still get – if they win and Philly loses, they're the number one seed. And I don't think that the Chargers-Broncos game matters to the Chargers. I think they're. Oh, locked I think in. they're locked in to the five seed. 
So we're talking five, six games that don't have any real ramifications. Right. Right. But so from a fantasy standpoint, say in my league, because our championship game didn't really get to finish and both teams were very tight and had players remaining, we've decided to make it a two week. We had a Zoom call with all necessary teams, owners, my assistant commissioner, and we came to the conclusion they're going to play a two-week combined fantasy championship, take their points from last week with those points added back that the site took off, and week 18. So everybody felt happy about that. Yeah, I mean, every league's their, you know, it's their own thing, right? Yeah, it's an unprecedented thing. Uh, All these sites put out a blanket statement of how they are going to handle it, but we're pretty clear you don't have to do it this way. This is what we did to cover everybody. You do you from from here on out. So we changed a few parameters. They were perfectly fine with it, and we're doing a two-week combined fantasy championship. Yeah, there are a ton of ways, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Buddy Mine's doing a thing that their thing ended 17, but those players that the two teams in the championship game had left, they're not just getting zeros. They're going to get whatever points just those players get this week are going to be retroactively put to last week. Got it. Yeah. Might be they good, might be sure. bad, but at least sure. at least they didn't feel like they were taken for a ride. Right. Um so, some guys that may help you, especially if you're in situations like that, you know, if you're combining 17 and 18 or your playoffs go to 18. I don't think I'm afraid to play Jared Stenham against the Chiefs because it's a home game. He just came out and played well. Um <coughs> The Chiefs are going to be playing for something. Stidham is certainly going to be playing for something. And over the last or over the season, the Chiefs have given up the third most fantasy points to QBs. And over the last four weeks, I think they're what sixth. Um, so, I don't know that. And, but I, and Stidham's going to be available in most of our leagues out there. So uh, that's a for a fantasy championship playoff deal. That's a that's a heck of a spot start. There you go. I'm going to take Mr. Trevor Lawrence is going to have a little bounce back game. They're not going to be up 31 to nothing midway through the second quarter playing for their, essentially this is a playoff game. The winner of them and Titans is in continues on. The loser goes home. I, I expect him to have a big game at home. Uh, prime time expecting something big. I agree a hundred percent for running backs. I'm going with my guy, Kenneth Walker one, because he was my number one running back coming out. Two, because he is a monster. And three, the game is home, and the Rams are the fifth worst team against the run um, in the last four weeks. Did I? I think I picked Najee last week, didn't I, in this segment? I thought it was two weeks ago. Maybe. Well, I'm definitely picking him this week. Just, again, at home against Cleveland, who has an awful rush defense, and he's going to get 120 all-purpose yards just out of sheer volume and might score. And they need a win. It is so odd to me that I think you've only had two guarantees all year, and they've both been Najee Harris, and they've been in two of the last three weeks. Yeah. He's, they like said it's not pretty, it's not wonderful looking football, but the dude, have you ever noticed how big he is? Like uh, standing he, next to other, he's an, an enormous he's, human being. No, when he was coming out two years ago, me and you talked, he's almost the size of Derrick Henry. No, he's a big boy. Yes, he is almost Derrick Henry size. I think, do, is there the possibility, and I think we discussed this just to ourselves last year, that part of the reason he doesn't have a higher, uh, you know, yards per carry is 
Everybody knows what offense they're going to play. They're just going to beat you down. They're going to take three yards here, four yards there. They don't want, they don't care if they get more. That's that's their football. There's no threat of a pass. And far maybe if they had a more open offense and, and could and could have like prime Ben, this guy might be averaging five and a half yards a carry. Maybe. I mean, he's I'm but, not saying he maybe, definitely would, but the, you got to take that into consideration. Omar Epps is happy to get four yards on every play. He doesn't care if he gets seven. He doesn't care if he gets 15. He gets four yards a play. He That's but, what he wants. You also described the Tennessee Titans offense. And yeah. Derrick Henry, who we just mentioned, well, he does get 15 yeah, yards sometimes. Yeah, he's a frightening individual. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, wide receivers, man. I'm going with our boy Chris Olave. Uh, they are going up against the Panthers. They are home. Uh, the Panthers just gave up an enormous game to Mike Evans on deep balls. That's what Alave does best. Plus, if Alave has a dominant game, it might screw you in your league of records. So he, we he's got a lot of things going for no, him. It's a, my league of records done for me. Okay, so won't, this week won't count? It doesn't mean anything for me. It only matters for those teams that decide to do a double. As far as uh, oh, you're talking I mean, about holdouts he, and things. Yes, because I love his team. He has to score contract. about seventy points to catch that okay. up. Since he's missed a few games recently, and with the the red rifle thrown to him, he's been trash. Um, but our stats stop in week seventeen because that's when our league always stops. Okay. So no gotcha. matter what happens this week, um, uh, that that's all over with. I am going. With Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown, and uh, he hasn't done a lot for two weeks, getting a lot of targets, a few catches, but hasn't been scoring. Well, they need this game. Green Bay's been about 10th or 12th in the last four weeks against uh, receivers. So I'm going with Mr. St. Brown to hopefully have two to 17 touchdowns. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. It's the last week. I'm doing it again. Not he who should not be named. Oh, no, you know what? I can't because I'm thinking it's the last week, so I can't be screwed over. But the, my Eagles can still be screwed over, or this can carry. The jinx can carry on in the next year. I changed my mind. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm gonna. I know. I know. That was close, dude. That was close. I mean, with fire. I mean, that's yeah. I know. It's like the huh. fire's right in your hands. And instead of throwing it, you decide to start juggling. Maybe it's, eat it a little I, bit. My heart's beating. <laughs> that was close. What was I thinking? Oh, almost Ooh, I thought you paid the price for that myself. once already this year, man. Wow. Let's let's go Tyler Conklin. He's been doing pretty good uh the last few weeks. And uh, the Miami Dolphins are not very good against a tight end over the last four weeks. I think they're like seventh or eighth worst. So give me Conklin. Okay. I'm gonna go with Mr. somebody that you don't care for, Mr. Dawson Knox. Mr. Dawson Knox. I'm not sure exactly where the Patriots are. They're about right in the middle against tight ends. But I think they're going to be playing with a lot of emotion. They're really going to want to win that game for their buddy. And I can see him uh, being targeted a lot and getting a touchdown as New England use those corners to try to cut down the the digs and and, uh, what's-his-face, Gabe Davis. I'm going to go San Francisco's defense because they are fantastic. Plus, they're going against David Blau and the Cardinals. Um, But if that is low-hanging fruit, is uh, Ryan Tannehill starting this week? Dude, they gave up 34 points last week. That's not low-hanging fruit. To another backup. Yeah, but that was a a blip on the radar. That's not going to happen. I'm just saying it happened. You can't pretend it didn't happen. Fine, I'll stick with the Niners. But – if Tannehill doesn't 
play. I wouldn't mind taking Jacksonville in a meaningful game for them. Okay. Very good. I'm going with Dallas against Washington, even though there's the possibility Dallas will already know their postseason fate by then. But if Philly would lose in the one o'clock slot, Dallas is going to just go crazy. And who who's even starting for Washington this week? So I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was waiting to get a moment. Sam Howe is going to start for them, rookie from UNC. Okay. And he is going to have a wait till I'm finished. Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen esque game plan, not outcome, okay. but game plan. I think he rushed for 800 and some yards his senior year okay. at North Carolina. He's athletic and he can do it. And I mean, his receiving options, Terry McLaurin, he can't do any worse than when Carson Wentz was chucking the ball. I actually think Sam Howe might have a decent game, and I'm definitely going to put him in a daily lineup or two. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think he'll have a decent game unless Dallas pulls their starters after the first quarter because the game means nothing. They're locked into the worst thing they can be is five. They could go up as high as one or two. One, if they win and Eagles and 49ers both lose, if 49ers win, Eagles lose, then they'd still be the two, which is a lot better than the five. It gets you at least one home game. If Actually, it could get you two. It could get you three. So, now for the kickers. Who's playing look, the Vikings? I look. Minnesota is playing at Chicago. Let's go oh. Eddie Pinero. Yeah. I know his name. Is it Eddie? I thought Cairo Santos was kicking for them. Oh, man. Who's Eddie Pinero playing for? <laughs> Isn't he with Carolina? I don't know. I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope that what I just did was for the first time all year used a kicker's name, and I and it was the wrong one. We're, no, we're looking real quick. Looking real I quick. Am. Um, I'm looking right now. Cairo Santos, Eddie Panero, Carolina. Dude, oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. You this sat here great. and tried not to anger the fantasy gods for next season, and look what you just went and did to yourself. Oh, you guys are dumb. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I tried, too. I really tried. Sweet Lord. Oh, man, that's good stuff. That's what I get for thinking kickers are real people. So we're going with Cairo Santos, people. Uh, you know what? Let's back up the truck. Let me start over. Rewind. Bears <laughs> kicker. Bears kicker. Much better. All right, sir. Anything else from you? No, nah, I'm good, buddy. All right. Thank you all for listening. Check us out. Facebook, Spotify, um, just those places. I can't do Twitter. I keep trying and telling myself I'm going to pick it back up. Maybe in the off season. It's just, it's so, just a it's lot. Just so busy. It's, it's just so, so busy. busy. So busy. That's I can't even find what I actually want to read about. It's just all this other crap. No. And everyone's saying the same thing and then arguing about it, even though they say the same thing. Yeah, uh, it's frustrating at best. I know. All right, sir. Okay. We have a good week. Again, thank you all for listening and we'll see you. See you, people.